Hello, and welcome to the Polymer Clay Podcast. This is season two. I'm your host, Haley Holden. This is a space for all things surrounding polymer clay, for education, growth, community, and art. So the other day, I bought a whole set of polymer clay and tools and other equipment from someone on Facebook who hadn't used it in a while. They were cleaning out. It got me thinking about what equipment I would recommend if you want to try polymer clay but aren't sure where to start. There's a lot of resources out there, so today I'd like to go over my top recommendations for equipment when first starting out making polymer clay jewelry. Now, there are a lot of other things that you can do with polymer clay, so I just want to focus on the jewelry aspect today, more specifically, earrings because that's really what I do. So first off, I want to start off with the clay. Now I started out with the Michaels brand of polymer clay, their Craft Smart line. I think that this clay body is a little bit softer than Sculpey Primo, which is the other clay that I tend to use the most. Now, th- the fact that it's softer has some pros and cons. I think it's a lot easier to use on your hands because it's softer but it also shows more fingerprints and marks than a harder clay will, like Sculpey Primo. I think this comes down to a personal preference thing, but the Craft Smart brand is definitely cheaper than Sculpey. Also, if you don't have a pasta maker and you're conditioning your clay with an acrylic roller, it's going to be much easier to condition the Craft Smart Michaels brand than the Sculpey Primo. Also, Michaels does offer coupons pretty regularly. A lot of artists will blend their own colors, and I think this is a great exercise in color theory and understanding how your clay takes color and things like that. But if you see colors you like, get those, especially the neon ones. I still can't figure out how to make them on my own. My second item would be a surface to work on. Polymer clay will eat the finish off of different surfaces. So a safe bet is to work on tin foil or glass, be careful of sharp edges, or a piece of tile. When I first started, I popped a piece of glass out of a spare picture frame, and I was just really careful with the sharp edges of the glass. I upgraded to two tiles. They're about like 12 by 16 inches each. Um, and I also bake my ti- my polymer clay pieces on my tiles, so, but there are other ways to protect your work surface. Sculpey's website says that you should work on a silicone mat, glass, ceramic, or laminate countertops. My third item would be a dedicated cookie sheet to bake on and some computer paper. Well, technically that's two items, but they go together. To bake my pieces, I place my clay pieces on a piece of paper on top of a tile on top of a cookie sheet. You could definitely just use a piece of paper and a cookie sheet, but my my cookie sheet is a little bit warped, so the tile helps my pieces just stay flatter, which is what I want for my earring pieces. Next, we have an acrylic roller. Now, I bought a pasta machine when I first started, and I bought an acrylic roller later. I would flip this order and buy the roller first before the pasta machine. 
The pasta machine helps you get an even sheet of clay, but you can achieve the same with just a roller and some popsicle sticks on the sides to, cle to keep your clay even. If you're just starting out, an, acry an acrylic roller is cheaper to buy as well. I've heard online that sometimes polymer clay can interact with the plastic of the acrylic roller, and so some people recommend to get like a metal roller. I haven't had any issues yet, but I will keep you updated if I find any. My fifth item would be cutters, like miniature cookie cutters or an X-Acto knife. Now you can buy whatever shapes you want, and there are tons of options out there. There are always really cool new cutters that I just need to add to my practice. There's, you know, there's always something new, right? Now there are pros and cons to different kinds of cutters. So just pick whatever ones are accessible to you and you'll figure out what you like as you go. You can also cut shapes out with an X-Acto knife, but the edges come out differently than if you use a cutter. This is probably something that's only important to me, but I still wanted to say it. My sixth item on the list are circle punchers. I think these are helping, excuse me, I think these are helpful for making your jewelry holes when you are first starting out. Now, this would be in place of using a Dremel to drill your holes, right? I think that they push the clay in just a little bit and make the slightest indent, so I use my Dremel to make my holes. But if you are just starting out, there is no need to invest in a Dremel. Plus this set, um, sometimes different sets can come with larger circle punches that are great for stud earrings or for the top of your earrings. Jump rings and pliers. Now, if you get the variety of the variety pack of jump rings that they sell, I find I rarely ever use the three to four millimeter size. They're just too small. I might use them for like attaching an earring wire to like a larger jump ring if the earring wire has the wrong orientation. But other than that, I just don't use them. I think that six to 10 millimeter size jump rings are the size that I use the most. I use two pairs of needle nose pliers to assemble, but some jump ring packs come with this nifty little ring that you can use to open them with just one pair of pliers. I never use it, but it may work for you. And I've also heard people say that your pliers should not have the little serrations in them because that can damage the finish of your jump ring. So you want to use like smooth pliers. Um, I just use what I have. So jewelry findings, whatever style of earrings you want to use. Um, using ones like a French hook or a ball stud with a loop may be easiest when you're starting out so that you don't need to worry about gluing studs on and the type of glue you're using or resining your earring backings into place. So having that finding that you just like loop on and it's ready to go may make things easier for you. Baby wipes. Baby wipes are helpful for cleaning your hands and your surfaces as you work. I use mine to clean my pasta roller, my tiles, my hands, everything, especially when you're working with a clay like red or something else with a lot of pigment in it. It can kind of like accumulate in the ridges of your fingerprints, I find. Um, and having that baby wipe on hand saves you a couple of trips to wash your hands. Although you do wanna finish your work by washing your hands. Anyways, 
when you're switching between colors too, it's helpful to have baby wipes nearby to give your surface and your hands a quick wipe down. Um, they're just really useful. So nine things and that's about wraps it up for today. Next episode, I'll be talking about more advanced equipment. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter at www.holdinanote.com to receive the latest updates. Thank you so much for listening to the Polymer Clay Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Holden A Note. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a rating and tell your friends so we can grow this community. For more information and to sign up for the newsletter, please visit www.holdenanote.com. The music in this episode is Bright Wish by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License.